You say you're interested in hearing Dave and Darren's top five things. Well, yes! Well, I've got some shocking news for you, friend. You already are. Welcome. Welcome to another installment of the Top 5 Things podcast, a review of the hard work we do each and every weekday morning on our morning show, which you can hear on Planet 93.9. That's Real Alternative Radio. He said it with a straight face. (laughs) Some days it is hard work. Some days it's not. We are uh, here to present the top five things, and it is all courtesy of Nature's Treatment of Illinois. Yes, Nature's Treatment of Illinois. Remember this is the only locally owned dispensary. They've got two, Tech Drive in Milan and West Main Street in Galesburg. They're open seven days a week. Um, Both dispensaries offer recreational cannabis. Milan offers medicinal, including topicals for localized pain. Let's get into it with the uh, first one. This is number one. Number one. One. Number one. Number one. Number one. And this should be obvious. Okay, number one. Number one. 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 Number one. I can't decide whether this is a movie I desperately want to see or I don't even want to see made. Okay. Pauly Shore Mm. is letting everybody who will listen to him know that he's very interested in doing a Richard Simmons biopic. Okay. So I saw something just briefly where fans, it sounded like to me, mm-hmm. fans were asking him to do it. Okay. That's a red flag right there. Because does anyone believe that Paulie Shore has fans that are clamoring for him to do biopics? Like, this... This seems like the thing that a lot of these uh, celebrities do where they'll say, Sure. So many people have asked. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times people will say, I think. There must, must be a Richard Simmons biopic, and you must do it. I hear it all the time. People will say, Polly, why won't you do a Richard Simmons biopic? And until now, I haven't really, uh, you know, there wasn't a script. But now there is. I don't. I don't know. You know which uh, celebrity always has his fans clamoring for him to do something. Who's that? That Corey Feldman. So he's one. That he's uses always that got language. The, he always uses that sort of language. So you know, a lot of people will ask me. So many people. Mm-hmm. Whenever you hear that on an interview, no one has asked that person. No. One person no, is asked. But they're they're not confident enough of saying this is what I want to do. So they couch it in this imaginary scenario where, look, it, it never even occurred to me to do this thing that I desperately want to do. Right. It's like the person who makes a bet with someone wanting to lose. Right. So similar. Can... Similar vibe to that. So Paulie Shore is saying, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to do this. It's just a matter of, you know, getting Richard to sign on. Do you technically need Richard Simmons to sign on to do a biopic about him? I, I don't know that you do. I mean, maybe you want his blessing. He, uh, he has Richard Simmons' phone number, and he's trying to win his blessing. Oh, okay. Uh, here he writes in a, a social media post, quote, I've noticed all the reactions to me playing Richard Simmons in a new biopic. So I reached out to him. I heard he's living in deep in Big Bear. We've been playing phone tag. Yes, Richard still has a phone. I'm trying to make it happen for you guys. Be optimistic. And then he says, hit up Hulu, Amazon, Disney, HBO, and all the big producers. I definitely can morph into this guy. Someone make this happen for me. (laughs) You don't have any. This is my Oscar moment. Somebody, uh, I need you guys to make this happen for me. All the Paulie Shore fans clamoring for him to be Richard Simmons. In England, I bet you can bet on that. Whether or not he'll be uh, Richard Simmons? No. Whether he'd win an Academy Award for being Richard Simmons? What are the odds that Paulie Shore, in his lifetime or ours, <laughs> well, you know the will way- win an win- will win an Oscar. The way things work over there is... That you can... You just make the bet. You come up with anything. And they'll just give you the odds. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you can you can bet on anything. anything. you want. Yes. But I wonder if they do have that, a list of actors that have not won an Oscar, mm-hmm. that what are the odds they will? I mean, it probably makes more sense for it to be 
somebody who has an actual chance of winning an Academy Award. Paulie Shore ain't winning an Oscar, buddy. Well, that's why you get those really good odds. <laughs> Richard Simmons has been very reclusive for a long time now. I would say this, too. Paulie Shore's got to be, what, 60 years old? Close, yeah. I mean, don't you want the biopic to be about a younger Richard Simmons? Isn't that a more interesting part of his life when he was, like, obese and, like, working his way into becoming Richard Simmons? If if the biopic is Richard Simmons going on Letterman and, and getting laughed at, I don't I don't know how that's a movie. We've, we've all already seen that. Yeah, they, the producers might decide that, yeah, well, you could have a couple dif- different actors, couldn't you? Yeah, I guess. Uh, Richard Simmons... I'm reading here from uh, TMZ this morning. It says, Richard Simmons likes Polly Shore a lot, but he's not biting on the idea of Polly or anyone else, for that matter, playing him in a biopic, despite a clamoring from folks on social media for a life story. Sources close to Richard tell TMZ he's aware of the effort behind a biopic, mostly spearheaded by Polly Shore, but Richard just doesn't want to be involved. Do you think that's because Richard Simmons knows the story and it's not a good one? <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> I don't really need that out there. Uh, TMZ says their sources say it's nothing against Paulie Shore. Richard's known the actor and his late mom, Mitzi, for decades. He simply wants to live a private life out of the spotlight. We're told Richard and company get offers and pitches almost weekly, and he turns all of them down. He's just not interested in going public, much less getting behind some big production about his life. As for the Polly pitch, our sources say someone from Polly's team did connect with Richards, but Richards rep politely turned a thumbs down. Yeah, okay. Well, look, man, if that's the other thing. That's not a bad job. That's the other thing. If you're going to be the publicist for Richard Simmons and, and you know that all you have to do is just say no, just say no. That's a great job. You'd like Richard to do what? No, sorry. I mean, I can He's str- not I can string you along for a little bit, but yeah, at the end of the day, I know the default setting is no, it's he's, not going to happen. He's not going to be interested in doing that. Sorry. In fact, sorry. he's told me as his publicist to not even bring things to him anymore. My job is just to say no. You know that's Thank you for calling. Robert, that's very interesting. Can you give me a week and I'll get back to you? <laughs> and, and knowing that that's just a week <laughs> of my just that's my week. Stringing this person gotta, along for a week. Thank you for calling. Thank I you. I've been just swamped on this all uh, week long. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's going to be a no for us. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm just, we're underwater right now with so many uh, We've done requests. a lot of hand-wringing over this oh, one. I, I presented it to Richard, and he really thought about it, and uh, we're going to say no on this and to anything else. We're going to have to respectfully decline. Oh, you, you'd, like, you'd like to alter the deal? Okay, I'm going to Give need, me another week. I need another week. <laughs> and then you Let go to lunch and go home. <laughs> <laughs> and drive around in your convertible. <laughs> it's not a bad gig at all. But the AC doesn't work, so you're sweating to the oldies as you're driving around. Truth be told, <laughs> truth be told, I'm not even sure he's still alive. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I gotta say, like, Richard Simmons, his whole thing is like, I don't want to be Richard Simmons anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's very rare. To have that level of fame and decide, yeah, that's enough. I'm good. I don't want to do this anymore. Well, Quit who, calling me. I mean, there was a time he'd show up anywhere you wanted. Well, and now he's decided, I'm good. I would just like to live uh, my life in, in maybe peace and quiet. Maybe he's not in the best of health. I don't know. Well, I mean, there have been, been all kinds of rumors about that. He, he says he's fine. What if he's 600 pounds again? See, that would be a more interesting story. Oh, that's a movie. Yeah, you got something. Oh, interesting. A movie where he's 600 pounds. Uh, I'm going to run this by you. And a cannibal. (laughs) (laughs) 
The reason he doesn't want to come out in public is he's busy consuming human flesh. Uh, I'm going to ask him about this, and we'll get back I'll to get you. Back. Give me at least how does a next, week. How does next Thursday sound for you? Can we... Uh, can we do a Zoom at like, uh, I don't know, one one thirty? Can we maybe circle back at that point? Yeah, I'm going to put a pin in this, and uh, we'll, we'll talk about maybe some projects for, for Richard, but uh, right now it's going to be a no for us. And uh, actually, I'm looking at my calendar. I'm on vacation next week. I'm, I'm late for my tea time. <laughs> and that is, um, it could be golf, it could be tea. It's just the phones ringing off the hook for people that I got to keep telling no. Uh-huh. That is the greatest job. That is I bet it's good money, too. Oh, darn right protecting him. Are you just his publicist, or do you have other couple people in your... Uh, Anybody else who wants to say no, I'll take him on. <laughs> I'm also a publicist for dead celebrities. <laughs> I'm Richard Mulligan's uh, publicist. We, it, the phone doesn't ring a lot, but uh, Richard uh, Richard Simmons is alive and well, according to his publicist. Good. So that's your job. Good. Confirming that your client isn't dead. Uh-huh. That's not and bad. turning stuff down. <laughs> He's just not interested in talking to any of you people. Uh-uh. I've done it. He wants you to know he's not being held hostage by his housekeeper. He's alive. He's well. And... Those two sentences I just said is the hardest I've worked all week. Listen, the holidays are right around the corner. (laughs) I'm Richard Simmons' publicist. When your phone doesn't ring, that's me. Number two. Number two. (laughs) Number two. Number two. 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 Monday mornings. Our, the website Dig does a, a review of all of the. Um, oh, thank you. Dig. Uh, they do a review Thanks, of uh, some advice columns. Yes. Kind of tame this week. Yeah. Not a, well, I mean, there's just there's, not a lot of problems. Oh, there's plenty of problems. Um, there isn't one where you go, oh, geez, maybe I'm wrong. Mm. Like, here's one. Somebody writes to Dear Abby. Am I right to refuse to move seats at a bar to let other groups sit together? Is there a rule of etiquette for changing seats in a bar setting? I enjoy going out to eat occasionally, and when I do, I like to sit at the bar and eat while having a drink. Mm -hmm. It seems lately, more often than not, I'm asked to move down a seat or two to accommodate another two or three people. Depending on my mood, I may or may not do it. Mm -hmm. Since this happens to me quite frequently, I'm declining more and more often. Mm Mm-hmm. Either way, I think it's rude to ask a stranger to move just so the other party can have enough seats. By the way, I have moved out of courtesy if I'm not eating. But to ask me to move while I'm eating is unacceptable. What are your thoughts, dear Abby? Well, if your food is actually there, Mm -hmm. I don't know that I would ask somebody to move. If you're sitting there with just a drink, that's one thing. But if they've already brought your food out and and you're in the midst of eating, I wouldn't be asking anyone to move. Would you? No, I think you're right. I think once if there's a if it's just a drink, yeah, I, I probably I, I might ask somebody to move. People are happy to move down in that setting. Yeah, but if someone's already got their steak and potatoes sitting out, mm-hmm. no, you don't ask somebody to move then. Well, Abigail Van Buren says it's absolutely fine to ask people to move seats at a bar. Quote: The gracious response to that request would be to accommodate the larger party, as long as you're not required. To move away from the bar. I would have no problem doing it. Even if you've got your full meal sitting out there. I mean, how hard is it to slide a plate Well, it's not that hard. Right. But I just don't know that I would ask somebody if they were set up like that. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like you're eating at a bar an awful lot. It does. So, I mean, it, it sounds to me like... There might be some other things going on. Well, it sounds to me like you're putting yourself in this position to... To have this occur to you, yeah. I mean, you you don't want to just sit at a, ta- a table where they they're not going to ask you to move. They're not going to ask you to move at a table. Is the move that you don't want to sit at a table because you don't want to take up a table just sitting there by yourself? 
I mean, are you sitting at the bar to eat because you think that's the more courteous thing to do? You like to watch TV? Yeah. Is there a TV on? I mean, the only time I, I will ever eat at do a bar a, is a, if there's no seats available anywhere else. Do you have a thing for the bartender? Is that what's or, going on? Or several bartenders? <laughs> <laughs> what exactly is going on here? I went out uh, Thursday. Uh, I, was at a, I was at a bar for a little bit. Yeah. And I saw something happen a couple different times that I don't know that I've ever seen before. Really? Yeah. Do tell. Yeah. And it was... Jarring? Not, not jarring. It was just one of those things where I thought, well, that's weird. Hmm. Uh, I, I was just having a beer by myself mm-hmm. at a bar. And two different times... Two different customers came in, came into the bar, yeah. never sat down. They ordered a shot, took the shot, and left. Two different people? Yes. And within the space of about 20 different minutes. That's odd. Like this one gal came in, and, and she's like, oh, how's it going? I'll take a shot of this. Yeah. She shoots it back. It's like, okay, thanks, and left. And then like a guy came in later on. He's like, yeah, give me one of those. He takes the shot. And he's like, I gotta get, I gotta get going, gotta huh. get back to what I was doing. I don't know that I would think that much of it if I, I just saw it happen once. That's the thing. But the fact that it happened twice is like, wait a minute, now that first time means more. That's. Thank you for understanding what I'm yes. saying. It's like that is. I mean, unless that is a just because we don't go to bars a ton. No. Maybe that's just a much more popular thing for people to do now. Just Do go like, have a, sh- but it's like you're not going to sit and watch the game. Not anything. You're not going to talk to anybody. It's just like I'm just here. Give me a little bracer, and then I gotta. I don't know. They, so they just crawl back in their cars. Yes. Yeah. Huh. I mean, the interaction was just a what? transaction, and that's it. Like stopping at a gas station for a pack of smokes, or like going into a. It's like going into a gas station and buying like a five-hour energy, and doing it at the gas station and, <laughs> and throwing it. And it's like, I need something now. The first, when the, when the woman did it, I thought, well, that's okay. Yeah. She, maybe she doesn't have a lot of time. Yeah. Just, just wanted the second to, time, it's like, or maybe minutes. Yeah, and then when the guy came and did it, I'm like. Is this a popular trend? This is a thing people do? You just go into the bar, you take one shot, and then you leave? I mean, both times, they weren't in the bar... Both customers were not in the bar for more than 90 it seconds. It sounds like the sort of thing that would happen at a saloon in the 1800s. Thank you. That was one of my thoughts. It's like, wait it's a minute. Like when the, is, is, there, is there horse tied up outside? Right. It's like when the cowboy says, you know, give me a shot of whiskey. Yeah. And then says, thank you kindly. Tips his cap and yeah. gets back on his horse. Like, it was exactly like that. What is this? The Ponderosa? I'm so glad that we're having the same thoughts about this. It is... And that's it. Like, it's not weird that someone would go to a bar and, and have a, a drink. That's not weird. No. Maybe they didn't have time, but. That's just, where people go to have drinks is a bar. Right. Literally, that's why they're there. But. Did you push the doors? Did they push the doors open? No, it wasn't. Like sal- no, no. That's, that'd be a good look for a place, but I don't, I don't know if you Was Miss it. Kitty there? Right. It was just so. Re- the first time it was like, well, that's kind of random, but whatever. Uh-huh, yeah. And then 20 minutes later when some dude who did not, I don't think knew, I don't think they were together. It was like, what goes on? Huh. Like, it was like, maybe that, is there like a punch card or something? What, is are, what that, are you doing? Is that uh, a new thing now or an old new thing? My thought was, as I was trying to like figure out, is this what a, did result, I is this a result of Yellowstone? Right. I, I just started watching that this weekend, by the way. It's good. I'm a little late to the party, but it's good. My first thought, as after the second guy left, after taking the shot of, uh, I, I, think his, I think he did the shot of Jameson. My first thought was, maybe they're going to get, like, a tooth pulled somewhere. <laughs> and, like, fr- like, it's... It's frontier dentistry or something going on. They're going to have a bullet removed? I don't know. Exactly. I don't know. Uh, text us on the text line if this is a normal thing that happens, and I'm just not familiar with what bar life is like. Because it just seems... Now, you were there at the bar because you were going to watch the parade. 
right? Yes. Okay. Was it? Were they both? This was at Harrington's Pub. Were they? Was it somehow somebody? Like, were both of them? Did they have some sort of job in the parade? <laughs> they thought. I mean, I need a shot. I don't know. I don't know. Brock says here it sounds to me like they were headed to their kids' soccer game. Yeah. Or the okay. parade. All right. Well, um, yeah, I guess. I mean, I was having a beer before the, the parade. Yeah. So I guess, but I had time to kill. Yeah. So I had, you know. They hadn't allotted as much time as you. Maybe that's what it was. I don't know. I bet they were going to the parade. I don't think so, buddy. No. I, I think I think they were I on their way to do other things. They both got their car and peeled out. Yeah, I didn't really get the sense that they were parade folks. Okay. It's just, I don't know, just, it's just weird. Back to the advice columns. Should I marry a man who divorced his ex only because their teenage daughter asked them to get a divorce? What? You know, it's a good I one. I don't like, I don't <laughs> like, this ain't working for me. <laughs> Mom and Dad, this ain't working for me. I think I'd be happier if you two were seeing other people. Should I marry a man who divorced his ex only because their teenage daughter asked them to divorce? I don't think you should ever talk to him again. I recently learned that my fiancé's previous marriage was very happy, and they only got divorced because their teenage daughter suggested it. What? She apparently wanted to experience a broken home (laughs) and thought it could help all three of them to grow. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't don't think you need this. I have talked individually with my fiancé, his ex-wife, and their daughter. And all three of them tell me the same thing. The marriage was wonderful, and the daughter suggested divorce as a way to help them grow and learn goes on the daughter has been wonderful to me and is supposed to be a bridesmaid in our wedding she's gonna turn on you now i'm wondering whether i should step aside and let my fiance and his ex possibly reunite his ex told me she's happy being single but i have to wonder (laughs) what a situation the obvious question is if we get married what happens when my stepdaughter decides we should get divorced like she did with her parents yeah yeah, you would think Would that. I be crazy to go ahead and marry this man? I know it sounds crazy, but I actually find it encouraging that his previous marriage was so good. And I kind of admire them for taking such a drastic step just for the experience and growth. Too drastic. Wow. No, you, no, you need to get away. Right? Yeah. No, these, let, let these people be. In this case, the advice columnist says, you know, it's possible that your fiancé may have misled you about the quality of that first marriage. Quote, on the other hand, if their marriage was, as claimed, a wonderful one, I find their daughter deciding they should divorce merely as a growth opportunity selfish, strange, and disturbing. Yeah. And ditto for these two agreeing to her request. No kidding. Yeah, right? What? You know what I think would be great? Everything's terrific, and it's a little boring, frankly. I think a divorce would really help us grow. I'd like to be part of a broken home. I think it's cool. (laughs) Half of my friends' folks are getting divorced. All the great shows are about broken homes. Right? Should I let my boyfriend's kids stay over and pay for their furniture and activities while I'm pretending that I'm just their dad's friend? My boyfriend and I are at an impasse. I own my own place, and he was trying to get back on his feet after the divorce. He has two small kids. My place is small and not Mm kid-friendly. He pays no rent and half of his other bills but thinks it's completely okay for me to give up my home office for a bedroom for his kids. And I have to pay for all of their new furniture and help with other expenses like private tutoring and sports activities. The thing is, I can only introduce myself as dad's friend, and we need to sleep separately whenever the kids come over. We aren't even talking about marriage. Honestly, I think he should give up overnight visits and stick to seeing his kids in public places. 
Even just picking them up and dropping them off every day seems more than doable than this. However, he's a great devoted dad. When his eyes are on me, I feel like the most special woman in the oh, world. Oh, boy. He's had a hard time of it. Am I wearing rose-colored glasses here? Yes. You're getting snowed. The advice columnist here says, you don't owe your boyfriend and his kids anything. It's your boyfriend's responsibility to figure out how to make physical room for his kids and to pay for their expenses, not yours. Oof. Should I warn my son that I think there's something very wrong with his girlfriend Based on one conversation about the martial arts. <laughs> uh, 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 boy, this is very specific, this one. Uh. Oh, here we go. My son Dylan recently started college. Uh-huh. We Young live guy. reasonably close to the campus. It's about an hour and a half away by train. So visiting on weekends or holidays is always a possibility. Although Dylan made it fairly clear he wanted to stretch his independence a bit and probably wasn't going to be coming home much. Not that close. So I was a bit surprised to hear that my son, A, wanted to come home this weekend with, B, a girl he met at school, Mm -hmm. Christine. I've never met her in person. I've only spoken to her just one time. But what I heard has already got me wondering about some red flags that I've seen. (laughs) Apparently. 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 Apparently they're in the same physical education martial arts class. Okay. Dylan's done some kind of martial arts since he was 10 and is avid about it. Christine really liked him because in her own words, quote, he's the only one who will really hit me on the sparring mat. (laughs) And she's apparently looking forward to meeting me and showing off all the bruises they've given each other. Oh, man. I knew he was taking martial arts for P.E., but I didn't realize they'd be having full contact co-ed sparring. Mm -hmm. And just the way this young lady talked, she almost seemed to fetishize their fighting. Uh Uh-huh. And not in the adrenaline-fueled way Dylan sometimes talks about it, where he focuses on the technique and how he puts some trick or combination together. She kept talking these exciting, glowing terms about how it felt to have my son's fist collide with her (laughs) cheek (laughs) and the ache in her side the next morning after taking a kick. (laughs) To her kidney. (laughs) Oh, man. I'm sure there's something very wrong with this girl. Uh, But I'm not quite sure how to tell my son about it. Well, I guess maybe you just tell him. You know what she's told me. Uh, this is not, well, this is not normal. This is. And it could very well be that he, his, his response might be, oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> when your son punches me, oh, oh boy. it's everything. Huh. <sighs> yeah, I think you just tell him. Yikes. And then there's one that's uh, work-related. Should I refuse to give back the responsibilities my boss asked me to take over temporarily while she was on vacation? I'm in charge now. My manager at work is the lead for all of our projects, Mm -hmm. which include leadership updates, solving problems for our customers, and assigning different jobs to the junior members of the team. That would include me. Mm -hmm. She went on vacation for eight weeks. Oh, boy. Before she left, she decided, eight-week vacation. Sweet package. What do these people do? She went on vacation for eight weeks, and before she left, she decided to make me the sole lead for all those responsibilities on top of what I was already doing. Mm -hmm. At first, it was very stressful, and I needed a lot of help from my skip level. But after the first two weeks, I found my footing and started to excel. The other members of my team saw me as the lead during this time and gave me positive feedback. I also got feedback from our leadership that I was doing a great job in this new role, and I created a lot of relationships with members at a very high level in my organization. In a few weeks, my manager will be coming back, and now I'm asking myself, should I trust her and give back these new responsibilities? 
Should I push to keep this role, especially with a promotion cycle coming up? Would it be a betrayal to even bring up the suggestion? What would you do with an opportunity coming to an end? So I don't want to give these responsibilities back to this person when she comes back on vacation. Yeah. It's not your call, man. It's not your call, although I guess you could say, you know, I'm more than happy to continue to do this if you want me to. Right. Well, they say here, uh, this is a really good moment to be gracious as well as ambitious. That'll stand you in good stead with everyone in the company and will ultimately help you get to where you want to go faster. Now's not the time to say, this is mine now. Look at me. Yeah, yeah. I'm the captain now. That's, that's not how that works. At least it's not how it should work. What was, the, what was your favorite of all of these? The martial arts or the uh, let's get divorced because the teenage daughter says it'd be both fun. Of those are, both of those are odd. Right? But, uh, but divorcing because your kid asked you to? Yeah, it'd be fun. It'd be a good activity for yeah, us. This is just this is too uh, idyllic. That was another Monday morning round of good advice. And that was good advice. Good advice. Good advice costs nothing and it's worth the price. I sincerely doubt that the world could do without my good advice. Three. All right, number three. Number three. Number three. 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 An Ohio man is being charged for falsely reporting an incident after claiming he had been attacked by a bear, allegedly in order to help getting out of the woods that he was lost in. So he's in the woods, he's lost. Rather than calling and saying, hey, I'm lost in the woods, he calls and says, yeah, 911, I've just been attacked by a bear. Come get me. And by the way, could you help me out of the woods? A team See, that is known as the Bears. See, now, the I, bears. when you first read that, I thought what you were saying was that he was attacked by a bear mm-hmm. who had been helping him get out of the woods. Well, that would have been a better story. Hey, I thought you were helping. This happened in uh, Kanawha County, West Virginia. Uh-huh. Is that where they have the diseased bear jamboree? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. There was, there was no bear in the story. Maybe. I, 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 can't, I cannot reiterate this enough. There was never a bear. I keep thinking that there was. First responders were called early in the morning on Friday to assist a man in the woods. Dispatcher said the man claimed he was injured and stranded along a steep terrain. Dispatcher said while on the phone with him, the man said, please help me and that he was being attacked by a bear. The man also allegedly claimed that he had been walking for days, his phone was dying, and that the bears were circling him, and he was going to oh, die. There's oh, Bears. They're circling me. <laughs> See, I would have, I'd be a terrible dispatcher. They're what? Because I would have said, what did you just say? The bears are circling you, huh? That's, Plural. Uh, that's interesting. Like, uh, like in the cartoons? Yeah. With wolves? You better help me. I've been in the phone for day. I've been in the forest for days and my phone is dying. Really? Days and you still have a battery. Okay. Mm. The bears are circling me. You better get here quick. Uh, this man is identified as Christian Leonhardt, 47-year-old man out of Braxville, Ohio. Deputies say they and several search and rescue groups responded, attempting to locate Leonhardt, using emergency lights and sirens to both scare away any bears and to point the man towards their location. Authorities say they also attempted to get a West Virginia State Police or other agency's helicopter to assist in their search. Criminal complaint says that while on the phone with dispatchers, Leonhardt allegedly continued to say the bears were stalking him, and he would occasionally just start screaming on the phone. As opposed to just admitting, I'm lost. He also allegedly claimed to have a head injury, and he was bleeding. Dispatchers say they advised him to apply pressure with his shirt if he was badly bleeding. According to the complaint, after a two-hour search, crews finally found Leonhardt, 
Once they were at location, his location, he denied any medical treatment from fire and EMS crews, claiming boldly that he was just looking for a ride out of the woods. <laughs> you couldn't first, have started with that? First responder Salian Hart was not bleeding, and he had no visible injuries whatsoever. Deputies say Leonhardt also allegedly told them that he was extremely intoxicated and apologized for wasting their time, but he reminded them he did need to get out of the woods. <laughs> in my defense. Listen, I got drunk, I got lost in the woods, and uh, that's on me. I got to do better. But For about 50 seconds, I really thought bears were circling me. <laughs> Yeah, the bears. There's very you know, little of this world we understand. Bears, infamous pack animals. Leonhart was arrested and is being charged with falsely reporting an emergency. Yeah, that's going to end up being costly. I want to hear the audio of this knucklehead just occasionally screaming to make it sound <laughs> like the bears are circling me. <laughs> uh, the bears are circling me. Is that it? Are, are you kidding? I'm not kidding. <laughs> I think you're thinking of uh, of lions and tigers, buddy. Yeah, bears, uh, by the way, very rarely come at you from the front. When they're stalking you, they, they're from the behind. It's like I learned recently with sharks. If you see a shark in the water, that's you're good news. You're probably okay. That's good news. Because if you see a shark in the water, that means it doesn't see you at all or it has no interest in you. You get attacked by a shark, you, you, you're halfway through the attack before you even realize that you're oh, being yeah. eaten. And it's kind of the same with bears. Also, by the way... Uh, and when a bear gets a hold of you, uh -huh. boy, they can mess you up real good. Oh, yeah. Like, like take your face off. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do not climb a tree if a bear charges you. They can climb trees. Better than you can. There's also a myth that they can't run downhill. Have you ever heard that? No, I hadn't heard if that. A, if a bear ever comes around, you just run downhill because then they can't get you. Uh, what? How much sense does that make? Yeah, bears can go up hills, down hills. The, the, they don't have problems with hills. No, as a matter of fact, they probably pick up more speed going down a hill. <laughs> Four. 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 It's almost October. That starts on Sunday. October is when you're really going to start worrying about collisions with deer. Oh, God. Here we go. Yeah, it's that season. I tell you what, we don't... I travel a, a, a different way now that the studio is where it's at. Yeah, here right. North Brady Street. But right. where we used to be... Yeah. It was something you really had to pay attention to. Yeah, when I was on 280 every morning. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Every morning I was waiting for one to run in front of me. And thank God it didn't happen. Uh, you are statistically far more likely to hit a deer on the Iowa side than you are on the Illinois side. But that's not to suggest that uh, there aren't plenty of deer crashes in Illinois. Late October and into November, that's when you are the most likely to run into In the deer. last... In the last year, I think it is, mm -hmm. both my brother and nephew have hit a deer. Illinois Department of Natural Resources and the Illinois Department of Transportation, when you take a look at their data, 43% of deer vehicle collisions occur in October through November. The highest risk of striking a deer while driving in the state of Illinois is in the month of November. Okay, so the next couple months... More than 13,000 motor vehicle crashes in a year involving deer and property to uh, damage to property or vehicles with these uh, deer collisions. That's on the Illinois side. Again, I mentioned you're far more likely on the Iowa side. In fact, Iowa is in the top five for states with a likelihood of a, a deer-involved claim. The state where you are the most likely to run into a deer is West Virginia. You've got a 1 in 38 chance every season of hitting a deer. 1 in 38. Then it's Montana, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin are both tied for fourth place. And then it's Iowa. In Iowa, you have 
a 1 in 63 chance of hitting a deer. And as you're all running to buy your Powerball tickets, know that 1 in 63 is an infinitely better chance. There's this story in New Jersey, though, that really takes the cake, where a driver suffered minor injuries hitting a deer. What makes this incredibly bizarre is the deer fell from an overpass overhead and crashed through this guy's windshield. Good God. Rudolph? Wednesday, just before 8 o'clock in the morning, this deer either jumped or fell off an overpass before landing in the driver's lap. Oh, boy. Impact caused the driver to strike a concrete barrier and then crash into another vehicle traveling southbound. Driver taken to the hospital with minor injuries. Minor? Yeah. Yeah. Do I need to ask about the deer? I wish you wouldn't. Okay. I I get it. I get it. I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah. You're just... It's one thing for them to leap in front of you on the road. We've all had that happen. But for it to just come in from, from the top... You don't even see the thing until it's in your lap? No thanks. Again, October is when things start to get more interesting with deer vehicle collisions on both sides of the river. Uh, and no- November again is, boy, that's, speaking of that's deer, the deadliest. Speaking month. of yes? deer and fearing the deer, mm-hmm. did you see that, that uh, Damian Lillard's going to go to the Milwaukee Bucks? I did see that. Explain to me what that means. He got traded to the Milwaukee Bucks, and it involved like a, a well, it, the, the Portland Trailblazers and the Bucks and the Phoenix Suns moving a bunch of pieces around. I guess the NBA season will be. I think the preseason starts here real soon. And you were trying to say that uh, preseason hockey is already taking place. I think uh, the they already the, the uh, Chicago already played their first game with uh, their uh, number one pick. So hockey and basketball season is here? Yeah, it's next week the NBA starts their preseason. Is Milwaukee the prohibitive favorite then to win the I think their odds would just kind of yeah, they're like I think they're the they're the odds on favorite to win the NBA championship now. Now you know what my next question Denver Nuggets be damned. You know what my question my next question is. Well, I mean, didn't Milwaukee lose in the first round of Miami? In the NBA playoffs last year? I don't know if it was the first round, but they they did get beat by him. You know what my next question is? Bat, 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 I mean, you're the guy that likes to look at futures. Yes, I do. Are you taking a look at any NBA wagers? I will probably... I've got my football future right it, now, and that's the Carolina Panthers under. It seems odd to me that you wouldn't have any action in the NBA. Well, I might, but I typically, what I'll do is I'll make a bet, I'll win that bet, Mm -hmm. and then I'll use that money for another bet. All of it or most of it? Most of it. Yeah. Most of it. Okay. Number five. 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 Number five. Time once again to visit one of our favorite subreddits where people have interactions with other people and they wonder, mm-hmm. was I in the wrong? Am I a jerk? Have I done something bad? Maybe. Now, people who are bona fide jerks all the time. Wouldn't even consider this premise. Right. Right. They don't have moments of, of self-reflection. Where they think... Uh, Wouldn't take the time. Right. I, I kind of envy those folks. To not wake up in the middle of the night and wonder, oh, no, did I oh, handle no. that poorly? Oh, no. Right? To not always be second-guessing yourself or, or having you know, micro-doses of anxiety just because of how you interacted. You, you're, you're trying your best. You really are. But sometimes you put your foot in your mouth. You say the wrong thing, and you come off looking like a real jerk. I have three of these where they're wondering if they are uh, jerks. Okay. Uh, I will let you decide. We begin with this one. Am I a jerk for telling my mom I'm not going to pay the taxes on their paid-off home while my brother lives there with his kids? Both my parents are old enough to retire and collect Social Security and their pensions. Mm -hmm. 
My brother is 43 years old. He has a full-time job. Uses three of the four bedrooms at my parents' house. One room for himself and two rooms for his kids. Mm -hmm. My brother is paying my parents $1,200 a month for rent. Mm -hmm. The normal rent for a three-bedroom home in that area is something like $2,300 and up. My parents just paid the house off two months ago. Now they're asking my sister and me to help out with paying the taxes on the house. My parents have told me I'll receive 25% ownership of the house. My brother who lives with them will get 50% of the house, and my sister gets the remaining 25% of the house after they pass. Why don't they want to pay the taxes? I told my brother, how much do you need so I can pay 25% of the taxes? And he said, I don't know. My mom then said, your father and I want to retire, and we'd like you, your brother, and sister to pay the taxes. I asked if the rent my brother pays isn't enough for these taxes. Yeah. It's worth pointing out my brother never moved out of the house. Never left. Never. He's been leeching off my parents his whole life. My mom defended him because he takes care of running errands. Then proceeded to tell me that maybe I could lower the child support I pay my ex-wife with whom I have two boys. I said, let me get this straight. You want me to screw my kids over so my brother and his kids can live a better life? Or did you prefer I take money out of my retirement account, penalties and all, to keep coddling my brother? I'm not going to continue to enable him like you have all these years. I got my own family and my own bills to think of. So am I a jerk here? I don't understand why the parents are asking the kids to pay the taxes. Well, we'd, we'd like to retire. Well, I understand you are retired. But even retired... I think they're old enough to retire. I understand that. Yeah. But retired people still have to pay taxes. Well, we'd like you kids to do it. And then when we <laughs> pass, you kids pay the tax. We paid the house off. We'd like to be done paying for things. So here's what we'll do. We will use the money he pays us in rent to pay the utilities, these taxes on the house... If you and your sister will pay the taxes, then you'll get an ownership stake in the house when we pass. So you're saying I don't get one if I don't do this? Yeah, that's problematic. It if is. you have three kids, it should be a 33% stake in the house. Right. The brother gets a 50% stake Why? in the house because he never left the house. What? Uh, I guess he's got more equity in a house he doesn't own? He's got more equity because he never left? I, that doesn't make any sense. I would say you're not the jerk. No. I, I, it's a that's messed up. Yeah. Uh, you, you you people are all crossed up. Yes. Am I a jerk? Because I'm not forgiving a girl for what she said while she was in mourning. The day after my girlfriend admitted that she was cheating on me, she died in a car accident. It came as a shock. I offered, of course, my condolences to her parents and her sister since they were family friends, and I wasn't going to completely cut them off, even if she lived. Her parents were very nice to me, but her sister started accusing me of cutting the brake lines. Okay. She kept saying the timing was very suspicious and accused me of being responsible for her sister's fatal car accident. That's quite an accusation. A week later, the, her parents contacted my parents saying that uh, she wanted to apologize for accusing me of cutting the brake lines. I don't want to hear her apology, though. She literally accused me of doing one of the worst things someone can do. My parents are saying I could afford to be sympathetic to somebody who just lost their sister. Am I the jerk here? That's an odd situation. You know what it really is? That's... I think you're probably better off just like, yeah, okay. That, I, you know, I, I didn't do that. The gracious, the if someone wants to offer an apology, yeah. even if you don't buy it, yes. the gracious thing to do is to listen to yeah, it. Yeah, it just, it's like. And then I, you're done. I, you know, I, of course, would not have done that. Right. Unless, of course, you did. But then, I don't know, the day after she tells you she was cheating on you, she dies in a car wreck, seems awful suspicious to me. And then our last one, this is one of those wedding uh, people who don't know how to act people at a wedding. People lose their minds at weddings, yes. don't they? Yes, 
Am I a jerk because I took potatoes off a guy's plate at a wedding? I just can't bend. Now, this is something I might be able to wrap my head yeah, around. Yeah, I, I saved this for last for a reason. I just got back from my friend's wedding in Mexico. Uh-huh. It was a fancy all-inclusive. Everybody mostly did their own thing with only a few group events planned, other than the wedding and reception, obviously. One of the group activities was dinner at one of the restaurants that required a reservation. Mm -hmm. It was beautiful, and the service was fantastic. There was one hiccup, though. The best man didn't want any potatoes. Okay. He's not allergic. Not as far as I know, anyway. Just doesn't like potatoes. Not necessary to bring bring Mm -hmm. me any. Mm -hmm. I speak Spanish, and after he asked me, I asked the waiter, whatever you do, please don't serve him potatoes. Well, I think you know where this is going. He was maliciously served potatoes, and he just wouldn't shut up about it. He pointed it out to everyone at our table that he had been served potatoes against his will. Other tables were watching him and listening to him, getting upset about these potatoes. Wow. He ate the rest of the meal, but he just wouldn't drop the potatoes. Uh I got to the point where I couldn't take it anymore. I reached over. I grabbed the potatoes with my hand and put them on my plate, and then I ate them. He just sat there stunned. He got up and went to his suite. What is going on? Avoided me the rest of the time there. But he made sure to tell everybody what a jerk I was and how unladylike my behavior was. I just wanted him to shut up about the potatoes. Now my friend says I need to apologize to him for causing drama. Am I the jerk here? No. What's with this guy and the potatoes? First of all, if you're not allergic to potatoes, yeah, I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand. Uh, I'll eat them. I love them. I'll, I'll eat your potatoes, dear. I'll love them. Uh, this is one of those rare am I a jerks where not only are you not a jerk, you should get some sort of Tom Bacinius accommodation. That's right. A medal should be awarded. For taking the potatoes. Because otherwise, those potatoes would go to waste. You don't want to waste those. No, that's not good. I'll eat them. Yeah. Go to your room. Not only are you not a jerk, we award you our highest, highest award. Congratulations. A Tom Bassinius Medal of Honor. An accommodation of some sort. So no real jerks here. No, we went over for 3 on jerks, but that's not unusual because, again, actual jerks. Like... This this guy that wouldn't shut up about the potatoes when he stormed yeah, no. up to his room. Now, if he'd he, been the one who reached out. Yeah, he never once had a thought, hmm, I wonder if I overreacted about the potatoes. I deserve an apology. That's not how jerks think. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I didn't think it'd be like this. Outstanding, compelling Marvelous. entertainment. That was David Darren's top five things. Thanks to Nature's Treatment of Illinois for making it possible. Yeah, Nature's Treatment has the largest menu in all of Illinois. and They offer a wide selection of products for recreational use. That means uh, we're talking about flour, vapes, edibles, and much more. If you're an Illinois resident, make sure you sign up for your medical cannabis card through leafwell.com, and you're going to receive coupons and discounts. So we get a chance to do this for you again. Hang loose, you And you stay classy and safe, Quad Cities. Come on, Quad Cities, representing. This is for the Quad Cities record spot. Davenport, yeah, we keeping it locked. Rock out, come on, and it just don't stop. East Moline, yeah, they keeping it hot. Uh. Bing bong. Goodbye, sir. Hey, Brian, want to get the rock out of here? Rock ya. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. (laughs) Bing.